Ramanujan, the mathematician, was asked in an interview in England of where he gets his abstract and such complex mathematical ideas from. He replied humbly that his Devi, the native goddess, prompts him the solutions. Now, in a rational world, one might argue that this can't be literally taken and let us go by that argument. But where does the creation actually happen? Are we the creators or are we merely a source through which creation expresses herself? Welcome to 13. 13 is a podcast about being and creating. In this podcast, we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday. Here, we interact, read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create. Your hosts for today are Prasanna and myself, Shantesh. Let's get started. So Prasanna, this Ramanujan story, which is also reflected in his films, in his biographies and so on and so forth, captures this particular instance. And he keeps telling that the Devi narrated. Now for a rational mind, like I said, comprehending this might be difficult. But was he really being literal or was it an abstract way of saying that he does not really know where that creation happens and he giving the credit to the higher authority, higher power or so. But what I'm really looking at is whenever our mind gets creative and you are in that zone, you are in the flow, something miraculous happens. And if you start closely observing how did this happen, where did it come from? A lot of times we do not have answers to that. So I really wanted to discuss this in our conversation. Shantesh, the first thing which I would like to address is on the part of um, Devi giving him the creative powers or giving him the ideas or whatever mathematical insights he got. Uh, I would like to give him again, in as we discussed in our last episode, on the benefit of doubt. So I would say that it is the best way to look at it from a benefit of doubt that uh, whether or not is not important for us and was uh, to prove that there was no Devi is like trying to prove a negation and negations cannot be proved. So there is no point in actually or relevance either in getting into that. So what is more important is to acknowledge that uh, aspect or that feeling or that uh, you can say uh, urge to look at the source. And when we see that it can be by connecting the dots as we say. So there are two things happening here and that happens in any creation which is collection of dots which is you get more and more information insights inputs about a particular topic or uh, things related to a topic in the form of observation people like to go see places talk to people understand their culture that's one part other can be through reading uh, reading books which are from different uh, ages and from different era um, different places and it can also be in today's world using various uh, um, uh, channels of multimedia and audiovisual, which are available in the form of documentaries, videos, movies, etc. So my whole point is this is collection of dot. That's number one. And then the second part, which is the quote unquote magical part where we don't know who the credit should be given is on the connecting the dots. And that is when you yourself don't realize that why I wrote this poem this way. If you remember a few days back, you had written a very good poem in Hindi and not also in English, but in Hindi. And if you try to kind of analyze that and see where these words came from or some words might be very less used by you, even in your day to day language, which are in Urdu, etc. So my whole point is where it is that those right words came and fit in the right position, giving the right meaning. Uh, 
or the mina as they say in hindi or urdu so i think i i am just getting into that space of connecting the dots because collecting dots is also important for this that and the next step uh, becomes something which is beyond and uh, honestly um, uh, just to complete from my side on this particular first part is it's not only ramanujan there are many great artists creators who have acknowledged and either they have put it on superpower or they say that there is it's that inner self of them which they don't know or is the nature so nobody has been able to finger mm. at the right point yeah and uh, this just reminds me of adil hussain the theater artist and the film actors interview a few days ago he came on this slow interview run by nilesh misra i'll put that link in the description it's a really two part long interview going on as more of a conversation for four hours in one part of that what adil hussain says was that he's somebody who prepares himself thoroughly he prepares by putting that sort of rigor intensity before every theater show that he performed and he was in oroville for few years uh, in the middle of uh, a sort of during his initial years of the career and he was trying to prepare and his teacher there would always when he whenever he went for rehearsals let's say the show is uh, they are rehearsing for 4 hours 3 hours would go into meditation and then the last one hour they would try and rehearse and he was extremely uncomfortable and then the day of performance came in and the teacher had called him in the morning itself and they when when he went he said now i'm going to seriously prepare today the show is at 6 in the evening and let's start preparing at least i will be comfortable then by the time the show happens and when he went the teacher again said let's sit for meditation and it went for one hour two hour three hour without realizing the time was already past 4 o'clock in the evening and now you have some time to prepare and in that moment in that in in that frame of mind something different happened he said he said that there was no time left actually to now prepare to his satisfaction so he let go of whatever it was and when he performed there was complete transformation not as a response from audience itself but he himself was in the state of flow now for the first time he was saying that he experienced this state in a completely different manner where he did not feel that he was acting the acting was happening through him and this similar kind of instance artist sharing uh, sort of happens because i i remember with professor doshi uh, the architect i had the opportunity to converse with him a couple of years ago and uh, while we were sitting and chatting he happened to mention that i don't know if i'm an architect and in his 90s he's saying this and i thought he is saying this in a very modest way but as the conversation went on he said that i don't make architecture the architecture happens through me and you have to allow yourself to let the creation flow through you and later when we were reflecting on this part it almost seemed surreal that how does this happen because at one level all these people that i'm referring to are quite rational quite logical at another level like you said there is no point in questioning whether the devi actually comes and prompts him the answers these abstract complex mathematical expressions but we don't know yet we haven't really experienced it yet and there are these fleeting moments when you touch that some power of creation and that's why i think i was also titling this podcast origin of creation because origin is the root but it's also the root to the word original now are we actually 
being original in that sense when these creations happen or are we also rehashing and repackaging from our past experience experiences and and you you mentioned it very well about collecting the dots and then connecting those dots these two exercises now are we doing it we as in i as in my ego or is it an expression where when the i dissolves it's a natural progression that happens and one particular part which you mentioned that uh, allow the creation to happen i think that is very important because many a times the reason creation might not be happening is because we ourselves don't allow and how do we don't allow if we look at what are the things which stop us from allowing creation number one thing which comes to my mind is a kind of preconceived notion about things and uh, places and objects around us because we know that this is a particular pattern in which things will emerge but it's not necessary always that it will be the same also the absence of chemistry um, and when we say chemistry not in a scientific way i'm saying that maybe sodium and potassium if you mix what happens that i'm not saying and in fact in a way you can say that but then i am also adding the dimension of time into that so you and i doing a recording on last thursday or tuesday and then we doing the recording today there is still a different chemistry is what i'm saying so there is a still a new creation which happens irrespective of okay so for this particular point everyone knows what will be the reaction of prasanna okay for this particular thing everyone knows how will shantesh answer now these are the things which are our preconceived notion if we don't allow ourselves to let go and die of our thoughts of our uh, uh, emotions of our creations of the past we will not allow new creation to happen and that's why i like the way you said it is important to allow and many a times we ourselves come in the way of creation bringing of the ego was actually in that sense also i wanted to kind of reflect because yeah. a lot of times it we we box things up mm. we put them in those boxes and think that this is how it should be now if this is how it should be that means it has already been created then there is nothing to create and i think we have to then take a step back and it's not about putting it outside of the box or inside of the box there is no box to begin with and when you when you reach a state where there is no box that's when actually creation happens that that's when actually everything is outside of the box i think it's it's very difficult to pinpoint because i'm just trying to again inadvertently go back into my memory where i for these like i said fleeting moments experienced a sense of creation and and where it is coming from and it's only trying to post rationalize and and then i i get to an extent probably ramanujan's apprehension as well that the exercise of finding where the creation comes from almost becomes futile and therefore you know a titillating story perhaps seems apt that that the devi prompts the answers or you you basically give the authority to something higher than you also one thing which gets hidden into all this conversation because of the uh, way it manifests is the iterations the trials which have gone behind this so uh, mm-hmm. we know about ride brothers inventing aeroplane but we don't know the complete story of the number of trials they have done number of times they have fallen from a cliff number of times things have worked maybe partially but not fully but at the end we know uh, fortunately in case of edison even if i don't know whether it's true or false but we have heard how 999 times the bulb did not 
work, but on the thousand time it works. So my point is, there are also iterations. Same might be going in case of the Picassos of the world or the Van Goghs of the world, where hundreds and thousands of paintings, sketches, drawings they have done might not have come out to the public. It's the select few which we know, and then we uh, recognize them for who they are. But then the kind of iterations, attempts, trials they have done. Uh, same goes for musicians. In fact, we don't look at the riyas; we look at their performance. So, uh, and and I had heard this in an interview by Bhimsen Joshi, where he clearly mentioned how it is important to distinguish for an artist between a riyas and the performance, because he says when he does a riyas for two hours, three hours. He is looking at the gaps. He is working intentionally on finding the areas where there is a problem, there is a weakness in his uh, art. And yes, yes. And when he performs, he is only presenting the best to the audience. What is good in him? So there are different ways in which uh, these things have been done. So. I think yeah. So we need to look at the uh, allowing the creation to happen is I think more important there. How do we do that? How do we allow the creation to happen? One thing which you pointed very well, I think I will first take on that part, which is not to box things, not to fix things, not to label them and say that this is what is going to happen. Because the moment you already connect the dots, there is no space or scope for something new to happen. Uh, so the point is to allow maximum number of dots. And the higher the number of dots, the better the quality of your picture. The the higher the definition, as we say, HD picture possibility becomes possible because uh, you have more number of dots there to create a better picture. And many a times we don't want to do that. We want to come to the creation part quickly without collection. So be mindful of the whole process rather than focusing on the outcome. In a nutshell, and and. Allowing that creation also is not about you know, like sitting and meditating for hours. That was just a sort of an ex- uh, experience that uh, Adil Hussain was sharing. But perhaps it's about letting go of yourself, letting go of those biases, apprehensions, and that could allow us to actually not box things up as well. Uh, also, in addition to what you said, is enjoying the process maybe, because uh, if you again rather than the... enjoying, I would use the word involvement, bringing total involvement, and engagement, that, total submission is also required. Absolutely. So involvement, engagement in the process is important, and I have realized that every time, if you retrospectively look at any creation, you will realize that you have also enjoyed doing that. Like writing a poetry, you know that every time you found that right word, every time you found that right representation of a situation, a correct metaphor to present it, you get that thrill or uh, excitement of finding it. So maybe ultimately, what is the result of uh, the creation is another thing. That's the end goal. But having the process satisfaction is also important. Yeah, yeah. I think even that is another topic, perhaps. But where I mean, what is this enjoyment? Like, one is getting that little kick, the little thrill, is one. But that's playing with your ego. The other part is actually that sense of satisfaction, a sense of serving towards a greater cause of purpose. But there's not this this thrill, this little kick that you get, that little rush that happens in your brain is not there. It's it's simply a state where you're whole and complete. Hmm. and that's another part of enjoyment and i think i would rather focus on the other part but that's perhaps a conversation for some other time for now it's for us individuals to perhaps listen and reflect rather than try and define this and to try and touch the source of creation by reflecting with that we complete our today's conversation 
Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more such podcasts and daily writings, subscribe us on creating13.com that is creating13.com. We request you to share this podcast with your friends and family and anyone who may be interested in such topics. Your sharing will only help us to reach out to people and to serve our cause. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. We've put the links in the description. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform now. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we wish to have you with us again next week for listening a new episode. Until then, take care.